the real reason behind the Mar-a-Lago raid. Mr. Reagan. All right, this is a very important video. I don't think that anybody else has figured this out, so you're going to want to watch this one. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. The Democrats are insisting that this raid was for classified documents. We on the right, we've all dismissed this, of course, right? This raid was not just for stupid documents. We pointed out that this kind of thing never happened to Hillary Clinton. And if you look at what Hillary's done, Comey comes out and he says, yes, they did break the law, but no prosecutor would ever touch it. We've gone over the fact that Trump was cooperating with the archives department to get them whatever documents they need. My father-in-law and and everyone working with him was cooperating um, in lockstep with anything that they were asked for from the FBI and from any authority. So this seems wholly unnecessary. We've discussed that they could have settled this with a simple subpoena. What should have been done here is seeking a subpoena. So clearly this could not have just been a simple hunt for documents. Clearly this was a fishing expedition. The warrant was totally unjustified, much like the FISA warrant that was used to spy on the Trump campaign back in the day. And clearly they were trying to find or maybe even plant evidence related to January 6th. I mean, that's what we all thought. That's what most people still do think. Most people think that this it really is all about January 6th. And yet, I now believe that the Democrats are telling the truth. No, no, I'm not crazy. Hear me out. I now believe that this raid was, in fact, a search for documents. But there's a reason for this. And it's a reason that no one else is talking about. And it's even more sinister than we thought. I will explain in one moment. First... You're going to have to suffer for one minute because I am contractually obliged to try to sell you something. Now, Bank of America has just lowered its 2022 forecast for the S&P 500 by a whopping 900 points to 3,600, saying that we are headed for a recession this year. Shocker, I know. It said the new year-end target is the lowest on the street. This is not good news for those of you stuck in equities or anything tied to the stock market. Thousands of people have put their trust in Noble Gold to prevent losing money in the financial storm that is brewing and you can join them by calling their expert team. Noble Gold was recently voted the number one gold company in the country by Consumer Affairs. There's no call centers, no scripted response, no bull. Just a straight, honest run-through of your options so that you can decide. And by the way, they're giving away this beautiful gold, one-tenth ounce American Eagle proof coin with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover this month. You cannot go wrong with Noble Gold. Call the team now at 877-646-5347 to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. All right, so why do I now believe that the Democrats really were looking for documents? Well, it's because of something that I heard on the Fox Business Show, Kudlow. Greg Jarrett was on there, and Larry Kudlow mentioned an interesting tweet from Mark Elias. A Democratic lawyer, at least one, this guy Mark Elias, thinks this kind of thing would disqualify Trump from running for president. And I think, look, uh, Greg, I, I think all these actions are attempts to disqualify Trump for yeah. running for president. What do you think? Elias points to uh, the federal code, section 2071, which says, oh, you can be disqualified if you're convicted of stealing uh, documents. It applies to everybody except the president because Congress cannot alter the Constitution absent an amendment. Right. So Elias is wrong, as he consistently is. Yes. Now, Greg Jarrett dismissed this as idiocy. He basically just laughs it off as a profound misunderstanding of the way the law applies to the president. And fair enough. But here's the thing. 
I think this tweet is far more profound than Greg Jarrett realizes. I don't think that this was merely some random idea that Mark Elias had whilst he was perusing the law books. No, I think Mark Elias is very familiar with this particular law because I think Mark Elias knows something that the rest of us don't. I think that this law is the reason for the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. You see, this documents story has been brewing for a while now, and at first I didn't get it. I'm like, why are the Democrats so obsessed with these stupid documents? Obviously, Trump has clearance to see every classified document in, in the country, so it's not like him having copies of these would be illegal. Now, I suppose I could see some kind of concern about the documents not being properly secured or something like that, but that never seemed to be the point of this story. The story has always been that Trump has intentionally taken documents for some nefarious purpose. I mean, it was the same as all the phony Trump scandals. Trump does something totally innocuous. His son took a meeting with somebody. Trump makes a phone call or he gave a speech or whatever. But because Trump is clearly a Bond villain, clearly a racist and misogynist and evil, well, there must have been some kind of evil intent here. Let's see how we can twist this into something that the American public might believe is sinister. And I really didn't think all that much about this stupid document scandal other than that. But what was strange to me is that it was so innocuous. It was so innocuous that it was confusing. Trump's got an issue with the archives department. Okay, why is this even news? So when Kudlow mentioned this tweet, the penny, as they say, finally dropped. It all became clear. This is not just an issue with the archives department. This is another con. You see, Mark Elias messed up. He let their dirty little secrets slip. You see, he's pretending in this tweet that he's suddenly discovered a possible consequence of the whole document scandal. But he's not discovering it. He's known about this for a long time, and by tweeting this reference to the legal code, he's exposing the plan. This is the plan. The Democrats accuse Trump of removing documents. The news media then blows this up into a scandal. The FBI raids Mar-a-Lago, creating the illusion that Trump has done something criminal. Trump is arrested. Trump is tried. Trump is convicted under this statute, U.S. Legal Code, Title 18, Section 2071. And then finally, Trump is prohibited from ever holding office again. That is the plan. Now, according to Greg Jarrett and even Mark Elias himself, this law does not actually apply to the president. Mark Elias, uh, the sum total of what he knows could be written on a yellow post-it note. It's amazing to me he passed the bar exam. It's fundamental law... Uh, that the Constitution itself dictates the conditions, qualifications, and right. limits of the President of the United right. States. Elias points to uh, the Federal Code, Section 2071, which says, oh, you can be disqualified if you're convicted of stealing uh, documents. It applies to everybody except the President because Congress cannot alter the Constitution absent an amendment. Right. So Elias is wrong, as he consistently is. Yes. But I don't think that the folks who came up with this diabolical little plot knew that. You see, I've always believed that at some point a gang of top Democrats got together to try to figure out how to remove Trump from office, or, if that were not possible, to disqualify him from ever running again. They brought in their best little Democrat tricksters. I'm guessing that Mark Elias was probably among them, which is why he was aware of this particular part of the legal code. In fact, he might have even been the one to come up with this little plot, which would explain why he couldn't help himself from exposing it in that tweet. He couldn't help but to cry out for attention. Look at me. Look at me. I know what's really going on here. And if he did come up with this, 
He's probably literally biting his tongue, desperately trying to stop himself from shouting, this was all my idea. So anyway, I've always believed that there was this meeting that took place where all these Democrat con men got together and they listed all the ways they could keep Trump out of office. They scoured the law books, looking for any law, the violation of which would disqualify an American citizen from being president. And then they started listing them. They probably used a whiteboard. After they were done with this list of laws, they brainstormed how they might frame Trump for these crimes, or at the very least, convince Americans that Trump had committed these crimes. And once they worked this out, they listed their best options at the top and their less feasible options at the bottom. Then they all agreed to put the first con into action. Everybody in the room took a picture of that whiteboard with their phones, and then they all went to work. But Trump is resilient. He does not go down so easily. And so they failed, and they failed again and again and again. And so they've just been going down that list, checking off one con after the other. The most recent con on the list was, of course, to convince the public that Trump incited an insurrection. Because, you see, there is a real law against inciting an insurrection. And one of the consequences of violating that very particular law is disqualification from being president. And so you see the pattern. A consequence of violating the law against the removal of government documents is also disqualification from being president. So this is no coincidence. They're going down the list. Fortunately, I think that this is the last thing that they can try. I doubt it's the last option on their list, but they're running out of time. They know that they're going to lose the House and the Senate in November and that Republicans are going to take control in January. And so they only really have until the end of the year. One of their cons has to succeed before then or it's all over. And that's why they're so desperate that they're doing things that are obviously illegal, like raiding Trump's home without a legitimate cause. But... This could be a huge mistake, because the way I see it, before this raid, many Republicans in D.C. would be hesitant to use every legal option available to go after Democrats. You know, this this kind of thing has the potential to look like you're using the legal system to go after political opponents. It would look like corruption. But after this raid, everything changes. Because, you see, the Democrats have used every option available to go after political opponents, and worse... They've used options that should not have been available to them, and not just to go after political opponents, but a former president and the likely 2024 nominee. This is clear corruption. And so now, I feel like the leash is off. Any Republican in D.C. worthy of his salary will be going full battle mode on the Democrats. Republicans tend to tread softly. Vicious political games are a Democrat thing. Republicans have always wanted to be seen as doing everything by the book. But it's time for Republicans to disregard perception. It's time to do what's right no matter what it looks like. And I think that after they take office next January, well, they're going to be in a position to do this. And more importantly, they'll finally have the will to do it. Biden must be impeached. Kamala Harris must be impeached. Everyone involved in planning and greenlighting the raid on Mar-a-Lago must be arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and imprisoned. And I believe that this includes everyone in Hillary Clinton's orbit, including Hillary herself. This must happen. Will it happen? I doubt it. But I have a modicum of hope that there will be some Republicans in D.C. who will take action toward these goals. And I desperately hope that they succeed in their efforts. But there's something else positive about the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago. This raid 
is actually a really good sign. Because if the Democrats are moving onto this new con, this document removal con, well, then it means that they are convinced that the old con, the incitement of insurrection con, has failed. Consider what happened with Russian collusion. They wanted to impeach Trump for Russian collusion. We had years of rhetoric coming from Adam Schiff and Pelosi and Comey and Strzok and Brennan and CNN and MSNBC and from, like, every other Democrat. They kept saying that they had proof of Russian collusion. Trump was going down. And then, when they finally did try to impeach Donald Trump, they impeached him for a phone call to the president of Ukraine inquiring about Joe Biden's corruption. They completely pivoted. But they only did so after it became absolutely obvious to them that their Russian collusion con was going to fail. And so I think this is their pattern. They go all in with one con, and only after that con has failed do they then move on to the next. And so that's why I think that this new push to find government documents is a really good sign. It's a sign that the January 6th con has failed, and they are moving on. Of course, it's always been a bit strange that they are so desperate to keep Trump out of office. I mean, sure, you don't get to implement your Democrat agenda. It's not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. You can try again in four years. Why would they be so desperate that they're willing to do all these corrupt things, even to commit crimes, in order to keep Trump out of office? Well, two reasons. But I think that the second one is actually far more important. But first, let me present the obvious first reason. The deep state. There is a lot of money that flows through D.C. It flows from the taxpayer through the politicians to Wall Street, special interests, friends of the deep state operatives. Then, of course, there are certain policies that are implemented, executive orders and even laws that allow money to be funneled to wherever the deep state wants. The pharmaceutical companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, hundreds of other interested parties are all benefiting from the network of corruption embedded in D.C. This deep state network needs a puppet in the Oval Office. And Biden is perfect. There is so much dirt on Joe Biden and his family that his subservience to the powers that be is without question. Of course, he's a puppet. Even Democrat voters know that by now. Trump, on the other hand, well, he can't be bribed. He's too rich. He can't be blackmailed. They've got no dirt on him. And Trump isn't one of them. He's not in the network. He's got nothing to gain by playing along with the deep state, and he's got nothing to fear by going after them. And so whenever Trump is in office, the whole system shuts down, and the people getting rich, well, they're not getting rich anymore. And my second more important reason is that uh, I have a theory. I have a theory that many of the power players in D.C., maybe all of them, are blackmailing each other. They're blackmailing others, and they're being blackmailed themselves. And they're all compromised. And I have some confirmation of this theory from a variety of sources. And if this is true, well, then Trump is terrifying to these people. Because if Trump is not controlled by them, and he's in a position as president to learn some of their dirty little secrets, well, then it's possible that Trump could expose them. And it's not just a few of them, because I suspect that when you have an interconnected network of blackmail, like the kind that I'm envisioning, well, then when one falls, the whole house of cards comes crashing down. And I think that that's the risk. That's where the terror comes from. And there is no motivation stronger than fear. You might do something a bit risky for money. You might do something a bit risky for power. But you will definitely do something very risky for fear. And depending on how terrified these D.C. swamp dwellers are, 
well, they might just be desperate to do anything. So, at this point, you might be asking the obvious question, why don't they just kill him? And that is certainly a possibility. Here's my thought on that. I think that corrupt politicians, whether they're Democrat or Republican, American politicians or of some other nation, they all have to be a bit careful. That is, there is always a line that they must not cross. Because if corruption is too obvious and too evil, well, then the people will not stand for it. There will be consequences. In some nations, this can result in losing elections. In others, it can result in revolution. And so if there are any politicians in America today who are considering cheating in the 2024 presidential election, well, they have to be very careful because everybody is going to be looking at that election very carefully. And those corrupt players who might be planning to cheat, well, they have to consider exactly how far they can push their luck, how much cheating they can get away with without being exposed. And I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to get away with it in 2024 than it might have been in 2020. And the same thing goes for something as serious as assassination. When corrupt politicians and swamp dwellers plan and execute these cons on the American people, there are a lot of other people involved, sometimes hundreds. Just look at how many FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago. And how many other people were involved in the planning and execution of that raid. And how many people had to approve it. And how many people had to brainstorm the justifications for it, etc., 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 And as each of these cons grows more elaborate and more sinister and becomes more deceptive and more destructive and more evil, there are more and more people who know what's going on and who begin to suffocate under the heavy burden of guilt over what they are involved in. And so there is an ever-increasing chance of a whistleblower. And if Democrats get so desperate that they start talking about assassination, well, there is a very high chance that somebody will go to the press. And so I'm not convinced that we will ever get to that point. But there is one other political analyst who is convinced. Uh, Donald Trump should hire his own security. Donald Trump should hire his own security. Because if they can't get this guy by hook or by crook to go in and be a part of the new jail system... For political opponents, they will kill him. Glenn Beck has a flair for the dramatic. He has overestimated Democrats in the past, but he's also right a lot of the time. And I just hope that this is not one of those times. All right, now before we wrap this up, I want to end this video on a happy note. So I'd like to mention another positive aspect of this FBI raid. As many other analysts have pointed out already, this raid is just going to galvanize Republican voters. When I heard about this raid, I was pissed. I made a live stream right away. I wanted to express my outrage, but I also wanted to provide an opportunity for you guys to jump on the chat and express yourselves too. And you guys definitely did. I read some really intelligent observations and some beautifully passionate expressions of outrage. And here is why that outrage is so important. There was a huge enthusiasm gap in 2020. I didn't really think Biden had a chance. I mean, every Trump supporter was super excited to go vote that year. People that had actually refused to vote for Trump in 2016 were now ready to go. They were more than ready. They were thrilled to do it. And yet, just about every Biden supporter I spoke with was apathetic at best. In one video, I went around asking Biden voters, if you had something better to do on voting day, would you give it up to vote for Biden? Just about every one of them said, no, they would skip voting to go do the fun thing. With a block of voters made up entirely of folks who would vote for Biden 
only if it was convenient. Well, I thought, there's no way Biden's going to win this. And yet, here we are. Somehow, he's in office. But here's the thing. I think in 2024, it's going to be even worse for the Democrats. Not only will the Democrat voters be apathetic, I think many will be actively disengaged. I think that many Democrats will intentionally refrain from voting at all. Or maybe they'll even vote for Trump. That's how bad the Biden administration has been. And so I think that Trump will be elected president in 2024. I don't think there's a question of that. And this is why the swamp dwellers, the deep state players out in D.C., this is why they're so terrified. This is why they must not challenge Trump in a fair election. This is why they have to ensure that Trump cannot run again. It's their only chance of keeping him out of office. And that's why all of this, when you really think about it, is so much fun. Because it's not just me that thinks Trump is going to win in 2024. The Democrats clearly think so, too. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that the liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they are utterly corrupt. Good night. Okay, good. You know, someone very profoundly once said, well, that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny.